made it to season two of Old Dirty Benches. Glad to see you again. This is Patty Popcorn. I was going to say Patricia Palomitas, but somebody laughed at me, so... (laughs) I'll just keep it real. Patty Popcorn. And here's JD to tell you what we actually do here. Hello, everyone. This is JD. So, if you've landed on us, this is a podcast dedicated to lighthearted, humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. We will also be discussing our review of recent movies or series that have been released, and these episodes will drop every other weekend. For those of you who don't know, white-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Hello, Patty. Hello. Um, how are you doing this fine Monday? I'm great. We just got back from Wienerschnitzel. There you go, people. This is like the shortest amount of time before we say the word Wienerschnitzel <laughs> yet. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> oh, I got that sound. Hold on. <laughs> Here it is. Um, I was dared to take a selfie with this guy that was sitting in his truck next to us, and he was, like, all into his chili dog. And I accepted that dare. And I said, sir. And he was such a cool dude. Can I take a selfie with you? And he said, why? (laughs) I said, because you're all into your chili dog. And he's like, okay. (laughs) He's like, this is weird, but okay. I know. That's cool, though. Um, we actually posted it to our Instagram. Yeah, that was awesome. So, thank you, sir, from California. <laughs> we didn't get your name, <laughs> but you'll always be in our heart. Um, this is Old Dirty Benches. Um, <laughs> I put it away. <laughs> Older, dirtier, benchier. <laughs> Menopause bellier. <laughs> All that sodium we just ate, sugar. I, know. I can't imagine why I can't lose weight. It's so weird. I just keep doing cardio. <laughs> I do not. But anyway, I just keep eating sugar and salt and wonder what happened. I know, man. Yeah. I I know what I'm doing. <laughs> YOLO. Am I right, people? <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, we got our first email. I've been waiting to tell you this all week. I never know if you're making shit up, I, Arnold. Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mormon Book of Mormon reference, everyone. I am not making this up. I swear we did? to you. Yes. Yes. Oh, my god. And the message is, I'm going to read it right now for you. Oh, Lord. I love Cindy Lauper. So, Crime After Crime was really good. Oh, a little shout out to Chris. I know. And he's going to be so happy. I will give this person a little shout out. It is from Mansalyn at gmail.com. AKA, AKA my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it counts. Thanks, Mom. Yay. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like checking our. I constantly check our email just That's to see so if like funny. it's anything other than invoices from the podcast. <laughs> and then I seen that come in, and I was Wait, like, what? "What?" I was like, clicked on it. I was like, "Oh my god, it's our first email." <gasps> Uh, so yeah that's nice that was i thought it was pretty cool (laughs) so um so today on our episode we are going to be talking about a white collar crime patty sent this over to me yeah it's on mr shalom weiss um and uh he committed his crime in the 90s so some people might not recall who he is unless you were paying attention i didn't even know who he was at all no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, so I knew who he was um, probably because of um, my degree. Mm. We actually looked at him. Oh, you did? Yes. I can for, see why. Yep, for one of our case studies. And then uh, he popped back up in the news. Um, like, I guess it's how long has it been now? Mm, a year and a half, I guess. And uh, we'll get into why he popped back up in the news. But, um, so you had no knowledge of because I remember you sending no. me the link yeah. and I was like I believe this is uh you know um that guy who did this whole insurance fraud type thing, um, and then when I looked it up I was like oh yeah that's him, so uh did a lot of research it I will say um I had to pick and choose from various media websites because uh. When this crime happened in the 90s, the internet was not what it is today. So, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, a lot of this stuff. Um, it that, wasn't so much of yelling into the void yeah. as now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the articles that I was able to find were um, written over the last couple years and then referencing back to the 90s. So um, I'm going to do my best here with the information that we're going to share on what happened. But uh, Shalom is actually responsible for one of the largest insurance frauds in U.S. history. So in 1994, he was indicted on mail fraud charges that he had falsely claimed that more than one million worth of bathtubs had been damaged in a 1986 fire at a company warehouse. Weiss went to prison for eight months for this insurance scam. So this was before his big to-do that he actually uh, got convicted, uh, charged, convicted, and sentenced on. After being released to Halfway House, he asked for and received permission to spend four days at home with his family to observe Passover. Instead, Weiss flew to Donald Trump's casino in Atlantic City for a $70,000 gambling binge with a young female companion. He was initially charged with escape for the four-day romp, but the charges were dropped. So Weiss would later go on to commit the largest, one of the largest life insurance frauds in American history. He ended up stealing $450 million from the National Heritage Life Insurance Company and received one of the longest federal prison term sentences ever imposed, which was 845 years. So yeah. that was... The uh, article you had originally sent me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. so much. Yes. Um, and I thought it was important to kind of... Context. Uh, yes. Basically show or, you know, give our listeners a little bit of history before 
this um, big scheme came about because he did have already some criminal history. He had the criminal mind. Yes. Um, it's not like he, uh, you know, was um, had no criminal history like our coupon girls in Arizona. Well, what? <laughs> What's a coupon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to go back and listen to that episode because it was awesome. Um, <laughs> we don't say ourselves. <laughs> so, uh, Shalom, he grew up in Borough Park where his father ran a fruit stand. He was educated in yeshiva uh, where he spoke Yiddish. Mr. Weiss finished the equivalent of a high school degree, but he did not learn English until he was in his late teens. He still speaks English with a thick Yiddish accent. <laughs> Yiddish. Yiddish. Um, after delivering fruit from his father's stand as a boy, he began doing construction work as a young man and bought Windsor plum- Plumbing Supply in 1974 when he was 20. Um, that, like... I thought that was actually pretty cool because he literally bought his own little company. Right. I mean, he's obviously not dumb. Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He's like Turn to the dark side. I was going to say he's like ready to start his adult life, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, basically uh, begin his legacy, I guess. Uh, We didn't know it was going to be a crummy one. (laughs) Right. The legacy you don't want. Yeah, it's not one that we all strive for, Shalom. Um, But uh, you definitely went down that path. uh, And it sounds like you started pretty early. So he uh, originally started hiring himself out as a bankruptcy specialist advising other businessmen. And this is essentially when the big scheme came along. So, the big scheme. Yeah. Plan. Yes. Um, so, like we said, this is one of the biggest white-collar crimes that was ever committed. Perpetrated. Yes. Um, they basically used this company like their own private piggy bank. And this shit literally involved uh, the mafia, so the Gambino crime family, some professional lawyers, uh, religious guys, rabbis, politicians. And then I also saw Andrew Cuomo's name mentioned in Uh-oh. a couple articles. <laughs> Supposedly, he didn't know what was going on. Um, but it took four years for the Department of Justice to sort it out. So when it first came to the FBI, FBI they thought it was maybe one or two defendants and maybe like uh, in the twelve million dollar range, but it turned out to be much bigger, way bigger. Yeah. So they believe that the whole thing began in September seventh, nineteen ninety. Um, the original investors paid four million, but it was done with a hot check. So um, I don't know how familiar you are with. Um, what some people were doing during this time, but essentially they uh, could say, well, I'm going to buy your business. And this was when checks were still like a big thing, right? We didn't <laughs> What's really a check. Yeah. Just kidding. Debit cards and stuff <laughs> were not like, like used like they are today. Right. So um, they showed up with this check. They were like, okay, you're going to sell your company for $4 million. We're willing to accept. Here's the check. They um, didn't actually have the money. So they would uh, use the funds from the actual business 
to ship the money over to the account so that the check would actually clear. So they never had the money to begin with. They actually dipped into the business's um, assets. Again, like what? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So the check was provided on a Friday and the check was cashed the very following Monday. So within that time frame, they moved money around. (laughs) It seems like that shouldn't be a thing. I don't know. It it is a thing. (laughs) No, I mean, like, wouldn't they do like a verification of funds or something? That's not a thing, or did that come later after they were like, hey, maybe we should do something to prevent this? I think that that was probably something that came later, and <laughs> probably because of shit like this. I mean, you. you're probably too young to know this, but <laughs> there's been times where I had to write a check where it was going to like go off in the mail and it would take a few days to mail. So that gave me a couple days of grace period before I got money in there. So, I mean, this is on a way worse scale. I never yeah. purposely was like, I don't have any money and I know I don't have any money. I knew I had money coming in. I just mm-hmm. didn't have it at that time. No, I'm not too young to remember this because I've also floated checks because uh, I knew it would take a couple days and maybe like payday was the next day. Right. So that the money would be coming into my checking but account. But I never took it from someone else. No, like, I didn't. That's full on fraud. Yes, Exactly. Yep. Like knowing full well, I don't have this money. <laughs> what? I, yeah. Again, I don't have the criminal mind. I <laughs> would never think to do this. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, yeah. I, when I was reading that, I was like, holy shit. Uh, because that is so blatant. But, you know, like, how would you know, right? If you were selling the company and then they take well, over. you'd have that's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't they have to give you a proof of funds? Because you have to do that when you get a loan, like, for a house or something. Yeah, but you got to remember, this was in the 90s before I know. all of that exactly. stuff um, started changing. Like, legislation and stuff started coming in to make sure that, yeah, you could vet that the funds were there. Um, so it was to help... Uh, decrease the amount of fraud and stuff that people were doing for these like these sort of schemes um you just have to worry about these slippery people that's what i say oh my god i know um daisy who lives next door to you um who's working on her tomato plants is probably got a meth lab down in the basement (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like i don't have anyone named daisy living what Dude, who knows, man? Oh, wait. There's so much shit happening. Also, my dog just farted. So it stinks in here. Oh my god! I was like, garbage. Oh my god, Monique! You shut the go to the toilet, lady. She's sleeping too. Okay, I like, couldn't give an f less. Anyways. Oh, hobbies aren't they fun? Oh, my God. Hilarious. So uh, they literally just began hijacking the insurance company. They, um, Which I'm all for because insurance is a fucking scam. Just kidding. Insurance <laughs> is a <laughs> Well, scam. you know. Um, they're good at taking your money, but then when you need money, then they're like, oh, no, we don't want to give you it. I know. That's all I'm True. saying. True. Uh, yeah. 
That's a whole nother episode. I'm not saying I'm pro-fraud, so let's just get that on the record right now. I feel like my nose hairs are burning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're uh, closer to that end. Oh my God, I know her ass is like facing me. Um, Okay, so they continue to use this, uh, what's referred to now as check kiting scheme, um, Mm. where you can buy or purchase companies with a check. And then once you take over the business, you just just pay them back with their own money. Yep, You just lend yourself the money that you need to cover the purchase. So um, they got really good at that. And they continued to use that method after they had bought this insurance company. So they were also selling annuities or uh, retirement policies and had raised the interest rates to uh, 9.5%, which was really high at that time. And um, their assets went from $43 million to $450 million in just a few years. So in reality, they were embezzling all of that money. They pretended to loan money out to legitimate shell companies, but they were really loaning it out to themselves. They would often inflate the worth of various assets, such as property, real estate, etc. Like um, I had seen in one example, there was an abandoned building that was supposed to be generating um, renter income, uh, like a church for the policy owners. And um, it was just sitting there empty. So the documents, they were all forged and made it look like it was bringing in income and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of their actual investments was a place called Scores, which was a gentleman's club. Um, That's the, actually a thing though, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it in New York? Uh, it is actually. Okay. I yeah. I heard of that actually. Yep. It's where all the owners and the other partners would it's, go to hang out. It was going to be called the Bada Bing, but they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was like. Um, For you soprano people. Yes. Uh, so the Gambino family went there quite a bit. That was like their business spot. Yeah. Like entertainment. They would bring. Like boobs. Um, <laughs> they would bring some of their, uh, and I use air quotes, clients or whatever in there to do some of their deals. Boobs. <clears throat> yep. And there was a lot of boobies flying around the place. Probably fake ones. Could saying. be. Yeah. Could be. I don't Those know. Those look better. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the normal gravity boobs. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Um, so It was during this time, though, that the FBI was really wanting to catch the Gambino family for racketeering. So they decide that they're going to go in and raid scores because they believe the scores belongs completely to the mafia. They start finding all this other evidence, though, that's in regards to the insurance company, Mm -hmm. along with one of the people that was a partner in the whole scheme. Um, he worked in scores. He had like a little office and kept some documents and stuff in there. So they bring him in for questioning. And, uh, he's like, I'll tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> he's like, deal, please. That's how I would be too. Oh yeah, man. I'm not going down. At first you see him and he's like kind of trying to, uh, act like. Tough. Yeah. Like he's not going to roll over on everybody, but dude. Like, I can't go to prison. The FBI is like, we got all of this evidence. <laughs> they lay it out in front of you and they're like, like you're okay. going to prison for years, dude. 
And then you're like, okay, tell me where you want me to sign. <laughs> I'll make a list right now. Also, oh, can I get no. a Diet Pepsi? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, they actually figured out that the biggest crook of the group was Shalom Weiss. So he was at one time an investor of Studio 54, which I did not know until I started doing the research. Yep. And, um, the FBI kind of described him as a crime tsunami. So (laughs) (laughs) he was given a hundred million to buy up insurance companies and, um, was directed to inflate their worth. Which he did. He only ended up spending sixty-five million of that money, though, and he pocketed the rest and then um, sent some of it to uh, one of his accounts in good old Switzerland uh. offshore. Um, much of the money, though, which was a lot of it, was in cash, just kind of vanished. So uh, he ended up like having a lot of control over the accounts. So. He was basically able to uh, obtain, like, millions and millions of dollars during this time. Um, uh, Michael Buttridge, uh, a member of the scam, he's the one who actually flipped on everyone and went into witness protection program (laughs) and was their key witness Uh. during the trials. So... uh, (laughs) In 2009, the FBI finally moves in and rounds up everyone. Like, So this investigation had been going on for a long time, right? When they finally discover what's going on. They've collected all, all right. the evidence they need to on everybody. And um, they had... Uh, and there's a really good episode on American Greed about Shalom Weiss, where they kind of talk about the different players and how they decided that they were going to do this mass arrest around New York City and stuff to round everybody up at once, because they they didn't want to do it. Right, they don't want them tipping each other off. Yep, Mm -hmm, exactly. So, um, during that day, they had arrested at least 44 people. Um, They were able to confiscate tons of money. They figured out that they were laundering it. There was fraud um, and some other shit that was going down. I was, like, trying to find additional information because I read in one spot that there was, like, some sort of illegal kidney thing going on. I don't know. Um, But I couldn't find additional information on that. So that could just be, like, hearsay. I have no idea. Um, So... Uh, Shalom actually claims during this time that he was the victim of company executives who lured him in unknowingly unknowingly into the conspiracy. He only answered the phone. (laughs) He sat at the customer service desk. He didn't know. I didn't know what was going on behind those closed doors. (laughs) I was just spending millions Uh, of dollars. (laughs) I don't know where I came from. Yeah, he says that they took advantage of his his ties to the Jewish community. Um, which is why I mentioned his original crime at the beginning of this episode, because I want you to keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> he's not as innocent as he said. He's not a good guy, despite what he's saying. He's full of shit. Um, so <laughs> imagine that. Yeah. Um, nearly half of the twenty five thousand policyholders actually lived in Florida, um, which is, of course, uh, known as a haven for retirees who uh, like to invest in annuities. And um, because of this scheme, they lost their entire life savings. 
So 25,000 people. Yeah. And it's, you know. Another Enron. Yeah, this is like another Enron, but with the insurance company, right? Which Enron, a lot of people were buying the stocks as their retirement and um, lost all of their savings in that. So um, federal prosecutors alleged uh, that the defendants were responsible for a labyrinth of transactions that portrayed national heritage as having growing or having grown assets at a time when they actually were dwindling. So the fraud schemes included a diversion of cash, phony credit lines, the sale of fraudulent mortgage backed Mm -hmm. securities and diversion of income from those securities. They were quite diversified in their fraud. Oh my God. Yeah. So the five year investigation. (laughs) Yeah. They were taking advantage of me. Oh my God. Because of my. um, Because I'm Jewish. Yeah. No, dude. Um, The investigation basically uncovered that uh, the businesses went across nine states, which led to dozens of indictments. And many people ended up just pleading guilty. So because of the amount of evidence that they had, um, five defendants. Five defendants actually proclaimed their innocence when they were getting ready to go to to trial. Um, For Mr. Uh, Weiss, though, however, um, after a nine-month federal trial, Weiss, 45, the lead defendant in the case, disappeared. (laughs) So the 46-year-old with a penchant of gambling and, and doing some drugs on the side um, disappeared with his 30-year-old girlfriend and up to $30 million of stolen cash. Oh, my gosh. How old was he at this point? Um, 45. Okay. Yep. His departure came at the expense of a $500,000 bond secured on the house of his ex-wife, the mother of his five children. What a peach. He's like, babe, later. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine... No. Dude. No, I cannot. That's bad. I'd be waiting for, once they caught him, I'd be like, take him down. (laughs) Throw the book at him. (laughs) I'm sure she was happy with his sentencing. Oh, my God. That's what you get, motherfucker. Uh, Can you imagine, though, like, you're, the kids are worried, probably. When's dad coming home? And you're like, he's, he should be getting out soon, kids. I just posted his bond. And then he freaking leaves with his And you're like, okay, probably any any minute now. What a scumbag. And then you don't hear from him. And he's gone. Yeah. Um, so uh, he had a 93-count indictment <laughs> and ended up on the FBI's most wanted list. There was a $95,000 award for his capture. The FBI had reported at the time that he had fled. Um. And they ended up still continuing on with the trial, despite the fact that he was gone. So he was sentenced on racketeering, money laundering. Wait, wait, you can have a trial against you and you're not even there? Apparently. I thought it was your right to to uh, Yeah, like question witnesses and stuff like that. How is that right? Yeah. I I don't know. So, like, sometimes if the... um, Defendant is considered, uh, I'm trying to think of the term right now, and I'm brain farting because well, that happened with, I had a uh, lot of Robert sodium Durst. today. Um, chili dog brain. He was like sick or something. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, there's like a term for it. 
But if you're not able to be there, then you can still continue on with the case. Bogus. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you saying that he should have had a chance to be there? Yes. I don't know. I I feel (laughs) conflicted about that. Um, It's injustice for all, ma'am. It's not just because you're not a piece of shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) But everyone gets defense. And you get to face your accusers. Well, he did have his defense attorney. He was still in the courtroom while this was all going down. Mm, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, I guess if you run away, that's on you, I guess. Yeah. Like, they were getting close to the end of the trial. It just seems like something that happens in a banana republic. But I guess that's where we are now. So it's cool. Yeah. Go ahead. That's also true. Please continue. But this did. did (laughs) Now the shit's just, we're just all looking behind the curtain now. (laughs) I'm going off tangents. Um, that's okay. No, that's okay. Uh, I mean, it was towards the end of the trial when he took off running. So they were kind of like, okay, well, we're basically almost done. And I think it was just because, like, he knew he was going to okay. end up convicted. Hold on a second. Yeah. Please, please hold. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not aware. I mean, I'm not, like, a big jury trial person, but... I didn't know people could get bailed out in the middle of their trial. No, he was bailed out before the trial. And then he went on the run, right? And then the trial gets underway and starts happening. And, and then, then he like, decides, peace oh, out. I'm screwed, so yeah. then he left. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, that makes more sense. I was kind of just making up the little story about the kids <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I was making up this. Okay. <laughs> Dramatic effect. Got it. Yeah. That that part, listeners, was fictitious, okay? <laughs> and don't forget that we're just talking shit. Yeah, so. we are talking shit. Was um, there really a guy named Shalom? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that part was true. <laughs> um, so he was actually sentenced on racketeering, money laundering, uh, fraud charges, all from his central role in the immense fraud scheme that led to the company's collapse. So... Uh, when he basically took off the jury. And that always shows that you're innocent. Basically, you're that's like, what the jury Peace. said. However, you know. Mm-hmm. The jury came back and basically said <laughs> that they took that as a sign of his guilt. Of guilt. Yep. Yeah. And ended up convicting him despite of his absence. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now he's like wanted wanted because he's now convicted he now he's convicted yep and um at the sentencing the judge um patricia fawcett said that given the magnitude and repeated nature of the fraudulent acts he should be removed permanently from society so she had devised a plan oh yeah she wasn't fucking around dude she devised the mammoth term by stacking one 20-year count on top of another, which is also known as a consecutive sentence. Right, not concurrent. Not concurrent, because under federal sentencing guidelines, she could not impose a life term. So she gave him an 845-year sentence. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yes. Come on. Uh, I mean, even in looking back, I think, uh, you know, I knew that, his story, but I couldn't remember that he had been sentenced to 845 years until you had sent me that article. Yeah. And then I was like, that's obsessive. Like, right. not Come necessary. On. So. And um, you said there's no parole for federal, right? So no. he's not going to get out early. No. Um, so come on. Yeah. And then. Uh, How much did Skillings get? 25? 
Yeah, something like that. And then he got out early. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Justice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she also fined him. In addition to his prison time, she also fined him um, $123,399,910. And then he also had to pay restitution in the amount of $125,000,000. Sixteen thousand six hundred and fifty-six. Yeah, it's very uh, harsh. Yes, for sure. Which was supposed to go back to the policyholders of national heritage. Um, so, uh, fifteen business executives and lawyers from Arizona, Texas, Illinois, and New York had either pleaded guilty or been convicted in the fraud case in the last um, several years after that had happened. Mm-hmm. And um, several of them ended up getting long prison terms themselves. But so, not that long. Not hit, that's like unheard no. of. No, because he was considered to be like the and headliner. Mastermind. Yeah, and this whole thing. So um, he was finally arrested in Austria a year later while on the run from authorities. Mr. Weiss seldom stayed long in one place. He used prepaid cell phone cards. Um or cell phones, excuse me, mounds of cash and a series of false identities to elude authorities in South America, Europe, and Israel, often by using his Brazilian girlfriend as a front, said officials in the United States and Brazil. Mm-hmm. So girlfriend was helping him a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, him and his millions. Yeah. Despite his vigilance, his taste for fine hotels and young women helped officials capture him. They were basically following the breadcrumbs because he just couldn't stay out of like uh, his usual haunts. Yep. Like yeah, his little habits you and are stuff. Who you are, man. Yeah. He had shaved his beard and he lost, they said, somewhere around 40 pounds when they finally arrested him and extradited him back to the country. So, uh, <laughs> living his best life, <laughs> drop some LBs. <laughs> um, Trump actually commuted his sentence after being in prison for 18 years. Uh, some had appealed to uh, Trump while he was in office because he's she- like, hey, this guy's a lot like you. You should let him out. <laughs> Well, they said uh, some from his community said Shalom was he had felling health um, to include colon cancer. Trump doesn't care about that. No, he doesn't. So they probably gave him money. Yeah. So I'm sure that. Um, but that's fine with me because. Yeah. Come on. That's what I was getting ready to ask you. Do you feel like the 18 years yes, was enough? I um, yeah. I, uh, I understand why Judge Fawcett. Was trying to be... uh, Make an example. Yeah, make an example out of him and give him a harsher sentence. I don't think that the 845 years was... That, to me, was, like, way overdone. Not necessary. You didn't have to do that. Can Um, that be, like, grounds for appeal? um, I'm sure they did try to appeal it. I have no doubt that they did, but it probably failed. Um, And then he just sat in prison that entire time until um, his sentence was commuted. Um. And Donnie T. Yeah. DT. <laughs> DT helped him out. DJT. Um, so, yeah, I feel like the 18 years is probably, I feel like that's satisfactory for. Right. That's for almost fraud. 20 years. Yeah. Two yeah. decades in prison. 
um, for that crime. And uh, now he has cancer and he's old, so what's yeah. he going to do? Yeah. But now we'll be like, oh, that guy did another crime. We'll be all surprised to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did telephone crime. You can uh, actually look up on uh, YouTube. There's videos out there of um, him getting released and then coming back to the community. Um, they have like little celebrations for him. So, because uh, a lot of people were happy to see that he got out. Um, but, uh, you know, if you have an opinion on the matter, you can always hit and us up. And you're not JD's mom. Yeah, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be mom. It's all you cool. You can write an email, too. Um, yeah, you could write us an email at olddirtybenches at gmail.com. Let us know what you think or hit us up on social media. We're always interested to hear other people's opinions or perspectives. If you feel like he should have stayed in there, um, you know, let us know. I think um, I would say, like, also it's interesting to look at just sentencing, like, what certain people have gotten and what yeah, other people have gotten. Because it's quite, quite different. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes it's, like, all over the board. For sure. Um, yeah. So. Do um, your research. <laughs> yeah. Do your, do your research, people. And uh, make sure you get it in more than one source. Yeah. I looked up various stories like on New York Times um, or Lano Sentinel. Um, ABC News had an article that I used uh, for the research, uh, The Guardian. Um, and again, I also looked at uh, or watched the episode that American, American Greed, Greed had done on Shalom um, Weiss for this episode to try to gather as much information as possible. That's really good. You can find it out there on YouTube as well. I encourage you to watch yeah. it um, just to see the magnitude of the situation. And we've talked about this previously, like on other episodes. Uh, financial crime is serious. Um and we're not by any means like advocating that people should get, you know, lifetime sentences or whatever. But when you look at the sentences they received compared to, you know, other people that get felonies, um, there's a drastic difference. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, um, they can be just as damaging to the victims. Oh, for sure, because there can be way more victims. Yes. Like you're, you're. A lot of times we see people's life savings going away, mm -hmm. their retirement. Yeah. So then what? So that. And you have people um, like killing themselves because they can't, you know, they don't have money to live now. They're 70, whatever. Yeah. Thinking they're going to be retired. And mm -hmm. nope, this yay who spent all my money going to some bada bing place. What? Yeah. I mean, I think about that sometimes whenever I go into, um, like, I don't Strip know. clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I've got a penchant for going to go <laughs> look penchant. at uh, titties flinging around. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, that was my watch ringing. Um, I need to move. Move. <laughs> um, no, like, you know, if you go into a restaurant or something, like a fast food place even, like let's say McDonald's, you go in there and there's somebody that's elderly. They look like they're probably in the 70s or whatever. And they're working, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, did they get in a position where right. their retirement or their life savings has somehow been wiped out? Or they and, could just want something to do. And they could. It could definitely be that. Like, maybe they just want to keep themselves busy. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we're kind of taught, like, at a certain age, it's time for you to, like, relax right. and just kind of hang out. They so. should try to run for Senate. <laughs> 
No, so, you know, I, I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, right. did they get caught up in something where... You lose a bet, sir. Why are you working at McDonald's? <laughs> Just start asking people. Yeah. And they'll be like, I want to work here. Here in your twilight years. Hey, there's some of us oldies here? working at Target, and it's because we want to. So True. True, I appreciate that. You just that. don't know. Yes. But I agree. I think, to me, the sentencing should be more focused on uh, where they have to pay the money back, restitution. Yeah, like, um, I'm trying to, I think it's, I can't think of his name, but uh, the one guy who got convicted from uh, the story Wolf of Wall Street. Do you remember that? Jordan, what's his face? Yeah, I can't think of it, but um, he goes around and gives talks and stuff like that. And then I think he wrote a book, but all that money was supposed to go towards his restitution that's what i'm saying it should be more restitution focused because what good does it do to have them sitting in prison these people still don't have money to live on Mm -hmm. yeah and they spent all their life savings yeah or like i would rather have my money back i don't really care if you're sitting in prison yeah yeah, it would be great but that doesn't help me any Mm -hmm. so true true yeah sentencing should be more thoughtful i think so like uh one time this was like when amazon first started selling stuff other than books and i went on there and i saw that this movie was being sold it was from dust till dawn (laughs) whatever and um (laughs) whatever i got excited and i was like i'm buying this and i bought it and then it came in and it was the case, and there was no disc in there. And I was like, yeah. You know, my my feeling was, is okay, I can reach back out to Amazon and get the refund, which I did. But I would have rather had the disc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, just because that was what I, like, had That's wanted. Why you ordered it. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like that, like you said, where, uh, you know, yeah, you can sentence them, but... If your whole entire life savings is cleared out and you don't know how you're going to make ends meet now. Right, and now you're, like, up in age and you don't want to work 40 hours. Yeah. Who does? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I realize I'm comparing a, a vampire movie right. to somebody's <laughs> entire life savings. It's a little different, but you know what we're trying to say. <laughs> okay. So um, that basically concludes this white collar crime on Shalom Weiss. Um, we the hope you liked it. Sentence ever. Yes, eight hundred forty-five years, drastically reduced to eighteen by, by Donald your favorite J. Trump. President. <laughs> Angry Cheeto. Angry Cheeto. <laughs> um, also, uh, still doing those goddamn rallies. <laughs> what is going on? We don't need to get on, dude. That. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh I don't even God. want to go there right okay. now. Um, Patty and I have been getting some feedback also uh, that some people would like us to focus more on white collar crime. Right. And, and people just want to hear the white collar. Yes. So we are thinking we've been discussing it about maybe doing a shift where uh, we do more of those episodes and then like movies once a month. Yeah. Maybe just do a movie review once a month. Um, 
you know, if you have some... I know one person is happy to hear that. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> I Talking actually to you. know a couple other listeners have uh, also provided feedback to me saying that um, they... Like, we don't give a shit about what you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> They're like dance monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some more crime. Yeah, they want us. There's so many. I feel like we've there, really there like keyed into what's going on because the crime, white collar specifically, fraud and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The content has exploded. Oh recently, yeah. So. Well, and you know what was interesting was, um, and I'm not trying to pick on Trump, but. It's easy to know. I'm going to. Um, So during his time in office, uh, they had really pulled back on investigating fraud and financial (laughs) crimes. I I know. Why? Right? That's what I was saying. I was like, I know this is important to him. Why is he not focusing more resources on this? Because he's committing crime. Yeah. That's why. Probably. That's probably what it was. But... Um, and then now we have the new administration and like it seems like people are getting charged and sentenced. Left Not right. all the people. <laughs> Not all of them. But we are seeing right, we're like, seeing action. Yeah. Uh, where it was slow moving there for a period of time. Now it seems to be like every time I open up my little news feed, I've got all these financial crimes because my algorithm right? popping up and I'm yeah. like, oh, 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 shit. Well, like that guy that. Just got sentenced, Fortenberry. Did yes. you hear about him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think he just announced that he's going to resign. I believe that's what well, he said. Well, he's going to prison. Yeah, but so. I think, I believe. <laughs> Why can't I just keep working from prison? Well, I think for some of those positions, they can keep it. Oh, my God. Yes. So. Um, I'm uh, accepting applications for different country to live in. So <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants to give was, me some tips. Well, I was trying to think of that one guy who um, ended up getting voted in and then uh, he was um, charged criminally and then convicted. But uh, he didn't actually have to give up his seat. Like he could keep it. And people were like, what are you going to do? Like run the office from prison? Like he didn't want to give it up. But then he eventually stepped aside so that they could, um, yeah, put somebody else in there. So technically, he doesn't necessarily have to do that. But he also said he's going to run again. And he probably will. <laughs> we we need to tighten up the lines here, okay? That's all I'm saying. This is ridiculous. <laughs> So, having said that, we will probably start doing more white-collar crime episodes and be focusing more on that. And then we'll just sprinkle in some movie reviews here and there. we'll see what the downloads look like. Yeah, um, because it looks like so far what we're seeing is um, we have increased numbers on... White-collar. On the white-collar episode Mm -hmm. weeks um, versus our movie reviews. So, (laughs) So fuck you guys in your movie reviews. They're like, God damn it, I've got to wait the a week. The audience has spoken. <laughs> so um, that will probably be um, where you start to see more of those types of episodes coming out. You're welcome, Julie. Yes, if you have uh, feedback. Hi, Julie. Um, by the way, <laughs> Patty's eyelashes look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any comment or feedback about that, again, email us, oldjirtybenches at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. Um I think that's it. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. No. No. <laughs> I <lust>. will abstain. 
kind of sleepy now. I know, man. All that sodium. We should have eaten after, but okay. That's all right. All right, peeps. Have a great week, uh, everybody. See benches later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.